Hey everybody, this is Rich from the Metal Cell Podcast. Welcome to the live stream. It's the third year anniversary of the Metal Cell. Really happy to announce that. I've got Howard, I've got Evan and Joe. Thanks Are we for doing? joining us, lads. What's the crap? And I'm drinking Prosecco with a pinky up. <laughs> <laughs> what was the actual date of the first one? Um, it was two days ago. Oh, well, fuck it. Sure. So it's the birthday week as such. We missed right? it. <laughs> <laughs> You're milking it now. <laughs> ah, fuck off. <laughs> what I did today, because I just said, you know what? One of you are going to surely ask me some shit now and I won't have a clue. So I just went over all the old ones and kind of wrote out all the bands I've done. <laughs> of each episode. <laughs> no, I'm not going to read them out, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed 108 bands on the show, would you believe? Physically interviewed 108 bands. Jesus Christ, in three years. Yeah, 11 solo musicians. There was 10 promoters interviewed. Some promoters have since retired. <laughs> Left the scene. <laughs> we can guess who those are. Uh, seven artists were interviewed. Five producers, two record label bosses. Uh, there was two interviews about the Kilkenny and Waterford scenes. 15 individuals got interviewed in relation to the likes of Shane Horn and mm. Pat Clancy, Donnie and them. They were all interviewed. There was 21 metal cell forums and three Irish metal compilations released as well with a total of 100 songs on it. So, what a full-time job and... A wife yeah. and kids as well, like. Yeah. So, 204 <laughs> hours of interviews, 176 episodes. Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Richie. <laughs> 204 hours of interviews. And, like, to think as well. Never time back. But the editing, the hours per oh, episode. <laughs> and the hours of shooting the um, promo things that you were doing. Like the, yeah, those fucking things. I'm so glad I got rid of them. <laughs> the hours of goofing it. Like. I know. So I'm the 15 take and you're shivering down at a beach and there's people walking past like, and you're going, hey, everybody, this is Richard from the Metal I'm fucking broken. I am broken. I can't remember what I'm supposed to say. Who's that weird goth talking to himself? <laughs> Oh, God. But look, I surrounded myself with fucking brilliant people. So that's half the reason why this show is so popular. So thanks, lads. Much appreciated. And shout out to Daniel as well, who's a fat boy slim in Dublin. Shout out to fat boy slim if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> She's there on the phone going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Try call her in during the gig, like. She'd be jawing her eyebrows off or something like that. <laughs> Thick skin off her eyebrows <laughs> with her teeth. So I haven't get a plug in there, my friend. For which thing now? For the gig it. this weekend, the Saturday night, for oh, those yeah. that are out there. Yeah. We have uh, Zora, Greystag, Zren, and Astralist in Fred's. Sweet. There's over available. Yeah, yeah, there you can get them from the if you go onto the Dead Cult page. But there's over half of them. The f- launch that we did sold out, and classic thing where you get people on the day asking if I can just get them in for free. No, okay. like no. I lit, I can't. If if it does sell out, 
there's nothing I can do for you. Um, if it doesn't, there'll be a small amount of tickets on the door. But if you're thinking about going, I'd say just save yourself the hassle and just grab a ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure which band I'm more excited to see. I, I have to lean towards Z-Ren because they've just disappeared mm-hmm. off the scene for like how many years, Howard, do you reckon? Too fucking many. They're releasing that album for the last 20 years. Like, Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard some of the tracks on it. and We've all, we all them. have. I've heard them backwards, <laughs> upside down, left oh, and right, different stages of production. It's I've, done, just, like, I've seen up. some of the proposed artwork as well. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Oh, man. Chris, all we know is Chris is going to be back on stage and I don't know how much clothes there will or will not be on that, man. Like, I guarantee you, there'll be a lot of high-vis. Like there. <laughs> so whatever he's not wearing, you will see it. <laughs> but sure, Howard is the man there with all the illicit pictures. I'm sure oh, man, I've got a, a terabyte of information on the cock scene. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty Bree. <laughs> and let it be said as no, well, Joe straight down to Cork on a highly secretive mission. Good man. Around, yeah. was it two weeks ago now at this stage, Joe? Secret mission? Oh, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it's fucked up, I would say, Joe. I mean, Jesus Christ. Wow. We did, we did. Um... You drinking Prosecco. Drinking pints of Murphy's all night and then getting on with the Prosecco. <laughs> going to bed is eat a big massive piece of chocolate hash. <laughs> not on the podcast, Joe. Really? He's not the same condones all drug use. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play to the boys. Oh, yeah. And then, Joe, after I recovered Friday and then off Saturday to uh, Limerick to see um, Primordial, Dead to Leveller and Brigantia. All bands were fucking fantastic. Fair play to Bad Rep as well. Mm. That looked absolutely fucking boys. Yeah, it should be said more. I know we all say it all the time, yeah. but those lads yeah. know what they're at, and fuck it, they're still at it 15 years later and going stronger than 100%. ever. Like, even when we do the awards at the end of the year, it's like when it comes to best promoter, it's almost like, yeah, time it over. Have, it's <laughs> like we're giving it like you just like just bad rep, like it, it, it has to be like you'd nearly want to give them M- MVP every year as well. You know, it's like. Yeah. We, we should do, you know, but we can't. <laughs> the award for best Limerick promoter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get on to the business. We'll give a few shout outs anyway. Um, Angle, thanks for joining us. Uh, Shauna, happy, happy birthday, boys. Okay, thank you. Uh, Alex, Dave, and Richie, what would you say was the wildest moment of the metal cell? Like you knew there was no going back after. Um, the wildest moment was probably on Zoom angle, and it was with Con and Howard. <laughs> that podcast <laughs> was fucking. You have no idea how long that fucking podcast took to edit. I think the interview itself was nearly four hours long. There was body parts produced on it. And, you know what the oh, best thing yeah. is that? I watched that, that episode and when I started work, so it was like, I think I started watching it like half seven in the morning and I met Howard Dunn being like, I've never wanted a fucking pint more at seven o'clock in the morning than watching the two of them. But it went like this. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, there was oh, threats over made and there. everything. Oh my oh. God! Con went through a bottle of whiskey, and you did too. Yeah, bottle and a half. Yeah, I think that. that was actually my favorite. Um, <laughs> I, I can't I, remember it, but I remember man, enjoying it. <laughs> I watched it three times. Like I, I, I can't actually revisit it, obviously, because it took like five hours to fucking yeah, edit the thing. If anyone hasn't seen that, do yourself a favor. Don't put it on now. <laughs> <laughs> put it on after this. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's a, That's one of the legendary ones, actually. That yeah. you need. You need to have been there for. And the whole thing was on Zoom, which is yeah. bizarre. All that's the way it is for everyone to view whenever they want. Yeah. Yep. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Okay, uh, so I sent you five tracks. Let's move on. First track is Repent by Expedition. I'll just give you a brief outline about the band. Expedition was originally formed in October 2020. So more or less a new band by Quivian Boyle, vocals and rhythm guitar, and Ewan on drums. And it was basically formed out of boredom over COVID. During that time, Quivian and Owen wrote two songs before enrolling Ruben Cavanagh, Owen's brother, as lead guitarist. Over the course of lockdown at the start of 2021, as the music scene was all but ceased in operation, the trio wrote more songs, one of which including Within the Shadows. In the summer of 2021, the band has secured Oshin O'Brien as the bass player. Oshin will come up later as well, I'm nearly sure it's the same guy, and the band decided on its name, Expedition. More recently, the band played in Fibber McGee's Dublin, always a good thing, and they were selected to partake in Bloodstock's Metal to the Masses. The band have a gig coming up in Derry, Joe, on the 29th of March, and they have recorded their debut EP, A Good Dead to Die, and it is out now, came out on the 5th of March. So the band is heavily inspired by the 80s and 90s trash and heavy metal. I think that comes true in the song. They've also begun implementing elements of new new metal and death metal into their writings, which is interesting. But uh, let's play track first.
Not a soul has passed Go face the come at last Giving you all dead In the fucking past It's all gone to shit And it's not the rest of class You always put first And now I'm here last Turn them against you Made them resent you No, I'm just better off dead Please God resent them Make them repent their sins In my bed, look at you down to my head. Shit and fear, just like I said, all after me is dead. I know what to choose for me to win or it to lose. I don't have a lot of time, so here it is, say goodbye. Okay, that's the general gist of it. Joe, over to you. We'll start off with my fellow trash mate. Trashers. Yeah, this must be the first band from that part of the country that we've kind of... Like, has there been a band from Donegal on before for Demos? Has there? Uh, there I don't think so, being truthful. Either, no. <clears throat> but yeah, like pretty good. Obviously, first, first demo, first recording and stuff. And I think a lot of the demos and first recordings that we've heard on here have had a lot of... Uh, studio chicanery going on, you know, like program drums or fix yeah. fix a rubbering. Like, and this kind of sounds like the opposite of this. This sounds like an old fashioned first demo, you know, like where the guitars are playing super fast and the drummers like playing as fast as he can, kind of thing. But yeah, like kind of like it's cool to see like a new new generation of people doing that kind of thing, and just more more than that from Ireland is always a good thing, in my opinion. So. Yeah, did you get a Megadeth uh, vibe off the vocals? Yeah, like a little bit. Um, like that was one of the things that kind of stuck out to me. Like, because I think in thrash, a lot of the time the drum, uh, the drums and the guitar can kind of fit a bit of a formula, really, you know. But um, 
like the vocals were cool. You can really hear though that they're all at the start of their journey, you know, trying to mm. find find out what sort of vocalist the guy actually is, you know. So you start off just trying to sound like Dave Mustaine from Donegal, like you know, but that's <laughs> that's, that's fine right, too, you know. Yeah. So potential, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, I think they should just keep on doing things the way they're doing it instead of pretending that they're, you know, fucking, you know, Exodus style studio musicians where it sounds totally perfect. They're better off just be warts and all and you'll, you know, you'll fix all the problems. Whereas if everything sounds really fucking processed and fixed up, then you're going to be like, wait a minute, we are brilliant, actually. No need to fucking do any work at all. (laughs) Some brilliant advice there. Evan? Uh, yeah, I actually like. I felt there was kind of like a power trip vibe to a lot of the riffs. Again, uh, what I have down here is that like the production of it and just the performance of it does like paint it with like a, a, a we're a new band brush. Do you know what I mean? Which they are, but like there was some parts in it again, like what Joe was saying. The drummer is trying to play as fast as he can. It's, you know, maybe if they just spent a little bit more time just tightening things up, but actual songwriting and ability between them all, they're, it's definitely there. Do you know, like they have, they're able to write songs. They have the ability there um, for a first, like it sounds like more of a demo yeah. than like we'll say a, proper EP release but and I'll just put it out there because it's so raw and that's my you know take and it was so raw that maybe that's actually a good thing these days because as, as Joe said everything is overproduced to fucking death I you know what I 100% agree with you but there's a difference between a raw sound and playing something tight hmm. do you know what I mean like the overprocessed, especially with drums, like you know, the overprocessed, like picture perfect thing, I think is overdone and it kind of saturates everything. Yeah. But you could have that raw sound just from tone and feel rather than people just say, Oh no, it's raw when you're really trying to say is like, oh yeah, we just we just banged it out. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. There, there is a huge potential um for that being like a first release they like the main thing there is their actual songwriting and you know their arrangement of everything they absolutely have it so i think it's inevitable that they will come out with some absolutely amazing tunes i have great i have good faith in them wow it's great news man howard yeah i didn't like it at all i <laughs> 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 being honest you know i don't yeah. i don't mean to be harder than anybody but it kind of reminded me of megadeth covering saint anger or something and um i know the lads are talking about a raw sound but evan is right there like you can sound raw but this this sounded it sounds like you're listening to band at the beginning of their journey where they're learning their craft a little bit and are developing towards a demo but i think what you're capturing here is them developing towards a demo. They should probably keep that to themselves for now, maybe, mm-hmm. and work on themselves a little bit in terms of... It's, it's really sloppy. It's really hard to listen to. Um, uh, yeah, not for me, but that's not to say there's not potential there. Just, yeah. you know, wait, wait till there's a bit more potential realized before releasing something. I'd, that'd be my advice. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And is that probably to their detriment that they can 
release stuff now because it's so easy to get it out there? Yeah, that's, And if you that's, want to take that on? The constant struggle really is just because you can doesn't mean you should, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I get this all the time, like um, doing demos with bands and stuff like that, where, you know, it's a demo until they walk out of the studio and then it's a single or an EP, you know? And like, I don't know, I would always thought that like to be a single, it had to be a seven inch or something, or to be an EP, it had to be like kind of, I don't know, an in-between album kind of release or something. Whereas I think there is a thing like where people will say, it's going to look way more professional if we say this is an EP or this is, you know, a single when it's actually just a demo. And in this case, yeah. a first demo, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. It's very right. easy to hide behind the word raw. And I think it happens a bit. Yeah. Too much, do you know what I mean? It's a like, bit of a crutch for for not yeah, performing. I think it is. Like there, there's a rawness that comes, like with the aggression in some things, but shoddy productions, shoddy production. Yeah, but I'm guessing these lads are very young as well. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Which is what we're. I think what we're saying is, that, like, there's a lot of potential there. It definitely is. I'm glad you pointed that out. One hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Well, it's probably actually worth mentioning as well that, like, it is probably one of those parts of the world. Unless you know someone who has a good home studio setup, like, yeah. like there isn't a whole bunch of like metal bands or studios or anything up there. So probably is a bit of a fan for yourself kind of vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, track two, right? It's Idiots Marked is the name of the song by White Room Nightmare. So it's Paul Anketel. I hope I'm, not, I'm pronouncing that right. Anketel. So he named the project after a recurring childhood nightmare to exercise the songs from his head that had been hanging around there for years. So he said he was brought up in the, t- brought up in the town of Antrim in Northern Ireland and at the age of four, his on, ongoing love for rock and metal music began after an exposure of his cousin's record collection. So he bought his first single, Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution by ACDC. That's weird, man. That was actually one of my f- first singles I bought as well. Uh, so grow, growing up, uh, he always wanted to play drums, but never got the opportunity until his late teens. So he got the use of a local musician's kit. And with a couple of mates, they put together a covers band doing Green Day Nirvana and other 90s bands. So the love of creating music stayed with him and he taught himself how to play guitar, took courses in recording and producing music so he could release his own material. So March last year, he released his debut album, The Way of All Things. It's kind of rock metal, he said, influenced by Metallica, Deftones, Therapy Tool, Alice in Chains, Foo Fighters, and Biffy's Claro. So the lyrics from this song were inspired by the villains of stories he's read to his son at bedtime, many of whom were lying, bullying, narcissistic tyrants in positions of power. And he said, we continue to elect them, giving them more influence in our lives and then expressing shock when they turn out to be the egotists that treat our citizens as fools. The world is full of idiots and you can easily be replaced. So if there was a store called Idiots Mark, that's where they would shop, hence the title. Right, That's some spiel. <laughs> I hope I you appreciated thought. that. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, Howard, we'll start with you for this one. Yeah, there's bits of that that I enjoyed. Um, there was a band here in Cork about maybe 20 years ago at this stage called Queen Kong. And it reminds me very much of them. They were like, um, mm. they were like a three-piece kind of uh, avant-garde type thing. But um, the vocals were only a little bit like a ghost to a certain extent. And uh, mm-hmm. a bit of COC in the, in the guitarist there, but... I think the vocals are probably the best and worst thing about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, just, you know, it's kind of cool, but like just, just something that it feels like there's a kind of a hesitation in the voice as well. Um, I don't know. I, there's bits of love and bits of hate. It's kind of floating there in the middle somewhere, but uh, definitely more interesting than the first track anyway, for sure. Do you think um, he's mastered a lot of the, the guitaring and like he did everything I did himself. Yeah, I mean, you, you can really tell that it's just one person. I mean, the drums are surely programmed there as well. Mm. Um, probably, probably the kind of guy that could benefit from input from other guys maybe or just okay. other band members or something. Yeah, but cool. uh, yeah, it was really not unenjoyable. Okay, got potential we'll say. Yeah. If- yeah, production of that was fucking dog shit anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... Again, like it's this, I've said it before, it's this bedroom fever thing. Like the drums, they're fucking Ableton kind of straight out of the jacks. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I find it intensely hard to listen past. Like I, I when I was listening to it today, I was like, he, there is a real like early 90s vibe. And I think there is like potentially good stuff that he can do but like I just say I don't think the vocals kind of melded well like the double tracking thing didn't work and there's a solo um, in it that you didn't play that I was kind of like you know trying to play devil's advocate being like yeah well look we had COVID people at the record and then the solo came up and it just fucking slapped me in the face with bedroom track like you know but I think, I guess I could say there's potential for for everyone. But I don't know. This was just a bit too much of a bedroom song that I feel like it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't be put up in a place to be reviewed yet. It's not at that level to be for others to hear it and give their opinion because I don't want to be an absolute prick either. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, yeah. Okay. Joe? Um, I like the riffs. I thought that, like, because it's a one-man band, you know, th- this is my take on it is, like, yeah, I, I agree with everything that you two guys said about, like, how it doesn't really sound very pro. But, like, he strikes me as someone who'd be a, a good rhythm guitar player stroke riff writer in yeah. a clutch-type band, you know? And there were, like, Alison Chainsy vibes going on you know but you can really hear whenever someone is singing in a room where they're trying to not annoy the people in the other room you know where you stand that's exactly like he's singing like that going yeah 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 you're 100% spot on the solo was like you know delete I would delete that solo yeah yeah But like at the same time, you have to give the guy a bit of cred because you know he wants to do all that on his own. I think it would sound way better if it was a real band, you know, with people who were good at their respective jobs. This guy seems to be good at writing riffs, yeah, not good at singing, not good at programming drums, not good at playing guitar solos. But like, man, I think some of the riffs are probably some of the better riffs that we've heard on some of the demos recently. So I would say to him, 
and find some people who are like minded and come back. Come back and yeah, I fully agree. So like that early nineties vibe, like I fucking yeah. love it. Um I just think again what you're saying, if he focuses on what he's good at rather than try to be, you know, like a jack of all trades. Yeah. yeah. And like can you imagine what that would sound like? If this was 20 years ago and there were no drum machines and he was having to play the drum parts, you wouldn't review the demo because if the drums were the same caliber as the solo with the vocals, you'd be like, no. No, not a chance, yeah. Okay, cool. And as I said, respect, lads. Uh, we're trying to help as well. Constructive criticism, not just fucking slating yep. it for the sake of it. Like, um, Okay, so track three, uh, Being by The Crooks. So the Crooks were founded in 2009 by heavy metal brothers, uh, James Boyd and Neil Ward, hailing from the small town of Dromore County Down, Northern Ireland. Jeez, that's the third Nord- Northern Ireland. Third Northern Ireland. Band on. Northern Ireland. Bound by their love of metal, James and Neil, at the ripe age of 18, formed a band then known as War Crooks, needed to quench their thirst for heavy riffs. They released their successfully self-titled DP in 2011, which included their anthem, The Ties That Bind. I actually listened to that excellent. After a hiatus between 2012 and 2016, they came back under the name The Crooks with a new lineup and released the EP War Crooks circa 09 to 13 in 2017, which is kind of a greatest hits of their material. Uh, so in March 2019, the Crooks released an album, Immerse Summer Divine. Despite gaining back their momentum following the success of the album launch, aspirations to continue gigging were soon put on hold due to the global COVID-19 pandemic. However, the break from the stage has given the Crooks time to release another EP, Time and Space, and that's out on the 22nd of March. So this is uh, the song they gave me, and it's called Being.
Okay, Ev, over to you. Yeah, I think this was the the strongest track album all that we got. Um, it definitely seemed like, you know, like they're not in their infancy stage. You know what I mean? Like um, musicianship as well was spot on. I don't want to keep using the fucking... It's not something I'd usually listen to because, you know, I could say that about a lot of things, but like I... Definitely have great respect for them. I think they're they're um, they're very good at what they're doing. Um, that riff that when it kind of kicks in, the mm. like has got kind of Alice in Chains vibe. And if something even has a sprinkle in that, I'm like, all right, okay, I'll give I'll give this a go. But, I think uh, of the vocalist. Yeah, like I think he did a great job. I think just mm. as as a whole, um, it works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, again, like. It could be one of those things that, because the way you're playing them is the actual way that I listen to them. And after two tracks that just, you know, with production was kind of taken over my mind a bit, it was nice for this to be able to listen to the song and not mm. have to, which would be, you know, advice for anyone else trying to think about sending stuff in. Like, look, look at your production because it's like putting sunglasses on at night sometimes. Like if I can't see past, if I can't actually see the song itself and the quality of it, it'd be very hard for me to dissect it without giving out stink. But yeah, really, actually really enjoyed that. I'd like to see that live. Yeah. Good crack. Yeah. Howard? Yeah, the five tracks, I think this is probably my favorite. Uh, like Evan said, it was it was a, a nice, you know, the, the ears had taken a bit of a battering in the previous two tracks. So it was nice to get this one in here. And um, it's it, frustrating in a way because fucking it's really, really good. The vocals are so fucking good, but it's just so in that Mastodon pack kind of pocket. You know, there's nothing new or exciting Mastodon. going on, but it's just I, yeah, really, really fucking done well. Is. But, you know, in terms of something being exciting moving forward with, I, I don't know, I'd like maybe go back and listen to some of the earlier stuff and see where they're coming from. Mm. But, um, yeah, frust- brilliant, but frustrating in that it's, nothing new or original especially with you know the apparent talent that they have you know mm. yeah Joe would you agree with that yeah like the singing obviously the guy guy who's singing as you know from the blurb you're reading out he's been singing for a while you know and like you can really tell so like there's a lot of confidence and stuff coming from the singing unfortunately I think that's probably that's the best thing about it you know like the riff whenever it comes in, it was like, oh, cool. And then like whenever that or a modulation of that riff is the kind of only thing that's really going on for a long time, it's like, all right, so this is this is what it is, you know? Um, but like, I don't know, like vocals are half the battle, you know? Yeah. And it's, sometimes it's very hard to remember that in the metal world because, you know, there's so many loud guitars and stuff, but people will dig this band because the singing is good, you know? And that that's a make or break in a lot of things, so... Fair play to them, and it's cool to see. Like I remember Warcrux from gigging around ten years ago and stuff. So fair play to them if they're, they're still about. And wow. Oh, cool. That's good to hear, man. Okay, so track four is Lacerator and digging up the hatchet. Oh, I've noticed you've been getting away with saying what you think of any of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, <Richie. laughs> I'm the host. I will. I like the kind of. 
I'll yes. kind of come in and come out. Um, yeah, I I'll, I'll save face there. I'll be the I'll be the guy at the siege. Everyone comes up and shakes the hand. Yeah, I'll, you fucking shame my I'll band, get man. the finger. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna come in if you're very harsh or very not. But I mean, <laughs> anyway. So it's called Lacerator, digging up the hatchet. Uh, it's Eamon that <laughs> sent this track in. It's their debut single. They recorded it back in September at Track Mix Studios. Shout out again to Michael Richards. I will get him on the show. I will get him on the show. The idea behind it is our first release uh, was to get a shorter song out that had some serious bite to almost give someone a kick in the face as a way to announce our arrival. They felt it with this track and the show graced their aggressive style and it also had some hooks to get themselves planted into the listener's head. From the opening, let's go. It's really just supposed to be a non-stop ride until the end without any downtime. Our influences are mainly the Bay Area bands, the Teutonic Trashers, and the likes of Overkill Artillery Sepultura. Uh, they're hoping to get to record more material soon. Uh, COVID put the stops on that. And Jeff from Strangers With Guns is doing the guitar in it. Oshin, as I said, I think it's the same dude from Expedition, Expedition. First Band. Yeah, he's, I'm nearly sure it's the same dude to soon bass on both of them. And Lachan is on drums, so we'll give it a listen. As I said, this is Lacerator digging up the hatchet. Let's go!
Okay, Howard. Um, I really like this. Um, it's kind of a an early, you know, kill them all motorhead type vibe going on yeah. there. But um, a lot of it, you know, it, it was enjoyable, isn't it? But it's the fucking guitar solo that comes in just towards the end there, and it's just so obnoxiously loud. And uh, you got admi- you can't admire the balls. Like it's fucking really, really just comes out of nowhere and so yeah, I mean, again, what they're doing, enjoy it. But uh, I, I guess again, it's it's nothing more exciting. But uh, yeah, I, I can get behind that. I'd, I'd like to see it live. Yeah, yeah. What sync of the vocalist? Um, probably the weakest bit of it. But there are parts of it there where he's there's a bit of gravel in his voice, which I really like. But mm. it, it's kind of married with a, a kind of a, a, a less confident uh, tone in his voice. But uh, by and large, I mean it's passable for sure. But I, th- I think I'd like to see that live and see what it's like. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Joe. Yeah, like um, you can definitely hear the the black and roll kind of midnight vibe off some of it, mm. which is sort of super super in vogue at the moment. The only thing like that kind of annoyed me a lot of songs where there's like a super fast beat. It's like always being broken up by cymbal crashes and every single repetition of the riff, you know. And the riff is like so, as you were saying, hard. Like it's like it's not on a Motorhead album or Kill, or Kill 'Em All, but it sounds very like one of those riffs, you know. Mm. So. I think like it would definitely benefit from the production on the first demo. You know, if it sounded the same as the first demo, it would probably suit them way, way, way more. You know, mm. um, fuck, so annoyed by whatever that little vocal effect at the end of the chorus, like you know, the speaking into the phone noise, or like ah, oh, that sounded shit, like you know. Mm. But um, for Bladen, like the world needs more thrash bands, so. Onward, my Christian soldiers. <laughs> uh, Evan, it's Jeff from fucking Strangers with Guns, man, I doing actually, the riffs. I didn't know that. And like, that was in the email as well. Mm. Was it? Mm-hmm. Didn't even. And I fucking read every other one. I just, for some reason, didn't want to read that one. Because <laughs> Jeff was in it. I just, <laughs> I just went over it. But yeah, I thought that, I actually thought that was really good. Um, just straight up fun thrash like that's like i can't really like what what else really do i need to say like the production i think was great um i think it actually suited it very well um that that solo as well like I think the first <laughs> time i heard that solo i was just like it kind of just lays out being like all right this is this is what it is as in like if i'm gonna delve <laughs> too far into this <laughs> i'm like it's just balls to the wall thrash that's you know yeah, just drinking beer, listening to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. And Jeff isn't fucking renowned for his solos. I must let it be known. Is like, that you actually know, Jeff do the solo now? Yeah, it is, man. I yeah, mean, like you, you listen to Strangers with Guns, and like he is fucking brilliant at riffs. And yeah, so I think he was like kind of put under the cosh to produce a solo for that song, man. And what you're all saying is he fucking nailed it. Like, oh, he definitely nailed that fucking. And he'll be buzzing with that. <laughs> I think yeah, like, he got his balls out for that one. That's, I'd say, do you know what he did? It's like, right, I have to get in the mood for this. And he just got in a hot tub, got like two <laughs> women in bikinis and just like a fucking hat with two beers on the side. And, it's like plug me in. <laughs> like this is amazing. I don't even play guitar. It's just a fucking. It's a volume swelling. It's just like he's not hiding anything at all. No, no, that's it. It's like just be as ignorant as physically possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that solo that's... was the equivalent of a middle finger, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So track five, right, is Lilith by Devilsome. They're a bit of an old. 
strange entity insofar as I don't know much about him, but young Joseph in the corner who's smiling away like a prom queen. <laughs> like a prom queen at a funeral. At a prom yeah. So it's Garth Kid, and he's a pal of Joe's and they've been working on Devilsome. Um, I saw the video. The video was fucking class. Video Joe, was incredible. The hair floating in the wind, man. It was amazing, uh, <laughs> amazing to see, you know. So fill us in on Devilson before I play it. So like I have a de- um I have an evil basement studio that like I do gamma bomb demos and like help out the kids around the town with. But my mate uh, Garth is like an ex wrestler type guy and uh He's uh, he's always been into kind of Danzig and stuff like that, and he he wanted to do a demo, so I gave him a hand, and then the demo turned into the video, and here we are. But like, I'm a bass player, so it was nice to be able to play a little bit of guitar and stuff like that, and you know, move out of the extremely tiny musical box of Gamma Bomb and do something slightly different. Joe did the solo. Did you do with the rhythm guitars and everything? Did you do all the guitar work on it? Uh, yeah, I did everything apart from uh, Garth plays uh, bass and sings and a mate of ours did the drum tracks. So I did all the producing and solos and, and, and vocals. Uh, I can't even remember. No, because usually you can hear me going. I <laughs> 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 must not. <laughs> okay, let's give it a listen. This is Devilsome and it's Lilith.
Okay, Ev, over to you. Uh, <clears throat> the first thing I'd say to anybody is watch the video. <laughs> this <laughs> fiend, like, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> I need, I actually, I just have to Old meet school him. Like, man of war, I'd say. Man, he, the second I saw him, I was like, <laughs> This, like, he's done it for me straight away. I'm like, this lad is, when you said, like, oh, he used to be a professional wrestler, in my head I was like, I knew he didn't have a normal fucking job. <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it was very fun. Like, I think, um, like, his vocals in the verse, I think, really nail it. Like, I, there's something about that gravelly thing. I think there's just when it gets to like there's a chorus like where there's a little bit more like melody to it I think it's just like waves a little bit but I would listen to that (laughs) (laughs) I would listen to that all day like that needs to be in like um, a fucking remake of Street Fighters yeah like so that should just be in like a remake of Street Fighter like like, (laughs) it's so good (laughs) but I think the thing that would just kind of bring it back for me would be just the chorus sections. I think where he's trying to do like a little bit more melody, but I think like in the verses, it's like that really is if he can hone in on more stuff like that with maybe, I'm not going to say like a wall of guitars kind of thing, but like just to have that power behind him, I could see him doing like, a lot of like motorhead stuff like you know his vocals on like a motorhead kind of fast riffy kind of thing i think would be sick because mm-hmm. if you heard lemmy on his own like he's not he's not exactly angelic do you know what i mean yeah yeah howard i thought the intro break was class just that that transition into the the kind of 80s transformers are fucking really yeah. cool <laughs> The, the vocals remind me of, um, I don't know if you remember this band, Clawfinger, back in the 90s, or a Swedish band. Um, there's elements of that in it, but as, as Evan... Yeah. Isn't the guy from Clawfinger, uh, from, where's he from, like Cork or something like that, isn't he? No, that's, uh, that's fucking Women in Silence or a similar uh, similar type band. They're they're yeah, um, yeah. Swedish band. They're, they're like. One Minute Silence are unreal as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fucking, I really enjoyed the intro. I really enjoyed the, the beginning of the Vox. But as Evan was saying, when it goes into the, the transition, into the, he starts putting a little bit of melody in, in his voice. It, I, it loses me straight away. Just, you know, and, and it's, it's pretty endearing up to that point. But when it goes there, it just it makes it from sounding something, something that sounds pretty decent to the quality kind of, drop so much in that 30 seconds. Mm. It's a shame. But uh, I, I, other than that, I really, really, really dug it. But it, it's hard to get past those vocals and that in that part, that that particular part where it transitions from the kind of gruff stuff to uh, a melody. And yeah. Like, ah, yeah. Ah, I tag out, you know. Mm. Melody is kind of nice. nursery rhyme kind of melody. It's it's kind of na 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 na. You know. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it's very hard. I think for you know people who want to try and do both, you know, because. There's so many, like, we grew up with so many, like, kind of bands. It was very in vogue in the 2000s and stuff to have super aggressive verses and then try and change it to, you know, have a more kind of commercially sort of viable course and stuff like that. Whereas then, he doesn't do have to, like... Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think as well, like, 
people who can get away with doing that, like, you know, uh, like could do music that is just like that kind of course all the time, you know, they don't necessarily have to do aggressive stuff. So, mm. but like, yeah, I think, I think he wants to do more of that kind of like Chromagsy, Danzigy type singing, you know, so yeah, people see. And uh, you're to be commended, man. I loved, I loved the keyboard synth and the fucking guitar and the guitar solo, man. Fucking congrats. Yeah. Loved it. It suited, the, it suited the song. It didn't need it to be too flashy or anything like that. But Yeah, it was absolutely... I, the guitar work in that is genuinely sick. Like, yeah. I'm even laughing. It's just like... It's so, there's something about it that like... You just have to watch the video, way. don't you? Just, I'm I just have, seeing the I video. I seen the video. video. I gotta check oh, it out. Oh, man. It's <laughs> the fucking best thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Like, Connor did and unreal job on it like it's so fucking good like and you said that was filmed in a jail joe was that right yeah, Did I pick that up? Belfast, um, one of his one of his mates had access to this jail so he just went up there and stood around but like we filmed some of it in um in my house in yuri and stuff like that, I spotted and that yeah. made him, um, god deflecting armor and stuff like that to wear so that he could put on like his kind of kind of guar type outfit at the end, which was like loads of foam kind of monster <laughs> gear, you know. And who did the I drums, need to meet him, like I made a man from Dublin called Khalil, who's a reggae drummer. So like he kind of brought a bit of a different kind of vibe to it, which was That's nice because yeah. like I think in the demo we'd done like lots of double kicks and insane rolls and stuff and this guy sort of just brought it back to the basics a little bit, which are kind of suited, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you think uh, there will be more from Devilsome? Yeah, like I think he wants to. You know, the guy like spent a lot of time wrestling, and he like runs a like a jiu-jitsu kind of like a school and does all that kind of stuff. So I don't think it's like I don't think it's like these other bands where he wants to you know headline Bloodstock one day kind of thing. But this is this is his outlet. So I think he's just going to keep on doing demos and stuff. So this time next year, you'll be like. These vocals have got worse. How is that possible? <laughs> but he got bigger, like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, lads. Thanks for reviewing all them. That's great. Uh, we move on to the main topic of the night, and it's bands that have done great or shite side projects. Great so, or shite. Let me go and get a. Let me go and get a bevy here. Yeah, Dude, you're going to need one. <laughs> great or shite. <laughs> <laughs> Say Duddy Gall, <laughs> better off. Well, Joe's gone. Let's do a few shout outs. <laughs> there was a lyric in it that said you'd be better off dead, and I was thinking, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they've stopped listening by now, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, as I said, side projects, side projects. <laughs> The good and the bad and the ugly. Physical description. Yeah. Like, can we include Metallica <laughs> with Lou Reed and Lulu? Like, that is just the worst. We could do a full podcast on that if and you that, want. Like, but, like, can that be acknowledged as... Does it's that fall Metallica, into the reams of that Metallica joke? Metallica got enough attention over the years. They don't need any more. Nah. It's fucking horrific anyway. It was <laughs> Joe, did you try to fucking enjoy it to some degree? I did not. Like, I'm, I'm actually, I think if Lou Reed hadn't have been on that album, I think I might have enjoyed it. Like, I, I like the kind of mid-paced load and reload era Metallica riffs. Mm-hmm. And, like, that 
Lulu album is just completely jam-backed with it, like, you know. But, I don't know, it's just awful, really, isn't it? Like, there's nothing good about any of it. There's no good drums or no good anything, really. It's just uh, upsetting. Mm. But does it fall, in, fall into the realms of what we're going to talk about tonight? I don't think it does. Like, I don't think it does. No, no, that's a collaboration. Man. Yeah, it is a yeah. collaboration. That's the difference, yeah. Okay, I'm going to start it off anyway. Um, and it's one of our own homegrown bands. Well, we'd say Mick Carey, man. He's uh, with Death yeah, Collector. Collector. Yeah, sick. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely brilliant release. 12 minutes of such class, old school death metal there with Andy Cairn from Ashen Crown and Lee Cummings and McCary of Zellicold. So I'm going to kickstart yeah. it off with in style. So big shout out to the lads and massive, massive release lads. And they're getting fucking serious uh, credit for it as well, which is great. Yeah, they deservedly fucking sick. Joe, let's go with you, man. Give us one. Good, bad, or ugly, or... Okay, so I'm going to go with a good one here. So, uh, Firebird, anybody ever listen to that? Ah, man, Uh, fucking Bill Steer. Bill Steer, Carcass. Fucking great band. Great band. He he wanted to do this band, and like basically it's a kind of throwback to... I don't know, like... like, Hard, would you say, like, it is 70s rock, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a heavy leather skin or something. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, really, really, really impressive. And, mm. um, I don't know. Like, I, I grew up, I wasn't really a big fan of Carcass and stuff like that because we were such 80s children. Um, so whenever this came out in the late 90s, I freaking loved it. And I couldn't, I went, I went to go and see them in Belfast in the limelight and there was, like, three other people there, like, I was like, yeah, they, they did run a show in Ireland and there was just 10, 15 people at the fucking gigs. This was like three years in a row as well. Jesus, and they were really? amazing. Like, yeah, they played like yeah. the, the, the Phoenix there on the on the docks one time. What? You're shitting must me. Have been 15 people at it. Like, uh, Krushkin once or twice, Fred's maybe a couple of times, but um, I must have seen him maybe five, six times in that period. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be a fan of Carcass. I didn't even know Bill Steer was related to Carcass. I just saw Firebird randomly one night in fucking Cork and it was just like Jesus Christ this is awesome so fucking good yeah yeah really good and like it, I guess the whole thing is it's it's hard it's a hard transfer because a lot of the Carcass fans were not on for taking that trip into Fleurs you know Fu Manchu yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was probably the downfall of the band really they couldn't couldn't get the attention which is nuts because you would think that someone who's as big as Bill Steer in the metal community would automatically mm. have a following no matter what the fuck he was doing, but that's mm. not not always the case, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think they were so far out with Carcass to go the other way, and I admire him completely for doing it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. he's such a fucking great guitarist, unbelievable. But I think what happened to them is they just they stuck to that metal circle, I guess, in terms of the gigs they were playing and the places they were going to, and they were they were they were much better than that. They were much. Yeah, or broader than that, you know. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, hard. Uh, I would say that they were probably way ahead of their time if they had arrived mm. at the same time as bands like Airborne and you know yeah. Blackberry Smoke and all that sort of stuff. There probably would have been more of a love for seventy stuff, but I Absolutely. guess they yeah, you, know, you could would see them. Up. You could see them going on support a tour with ACDC or something. You know, they were that fucking good. 
Totally. Mm. Okay, that's a great one. Howard? Oh, man, I've got so many. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly is the blueprint of tonight. Well, the good is uh, Scott Kelly from Neurosis. Neurosis. Um, and this new band that they've gotten out at the moment called Absent and Body with uh, the drummer from Sepultura and uh, the vocalist from Emenra is playing bass in it. Uh, and the guitarist is playing uh, from Emenra is playing as well. Oh, the fuck did I miss this? What are they called? You only dropped in the Absent and Body they're called. Absent and Body? No idea. Mm. Go on, describe it to us. They're just a fantastic band. It's exactly what you'd expect. It's a, it's a collaboration between Sepultura, Neurosis, and Amenra. It's <laughs> everything it, it wants. It's like. fucking, it's, it's, it's incredibly intense. Uh, incredibly intense band to be in, I'd imagine. They're not exactly the, they're not like, <laughs> the most fun guys to be in a band with. But um, I think Scott Kelly's after doing so many different side projects at this point, it's hard to pick out one that would be, you know, my favourite or anything like that. But this is new and it's just got elements to it that I fucking really love. It sounds really, really fucking essential in these times or something. I don't know. It's, it's, a, real, it's a real breath of fresh air. Damn. Completely missed that. Is it an EP, an album? Where, where does it's an one... EP. If you go onto YouTube, you'll see it. There's a, there's a video up there. Um, there's, there's plenty of articles after dropping the last couple of months about them. Mm. Um, fucking great stuff. And it's exactly what you'd expect. You know, you've got Igor Cavalier on drums there. And for fuck's sake, you know, I mean... Absolutely. He was, he was a special talent. Like, you know. <laughs> okay, Ev? Yeah, if we're going good, bad, ugly, I'll do... What would I start on? Well, I'll definitely... Good, mad season. Like... Ah, uh, yeah. What do you mean, meh? No, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, it's a good one. Oh, right. I was like, well. 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 <laughs> well. Well. Uh, I have one <clears throat> that I tried to, like, scour for, like... Um, one that I, I was like, no one's going to pick this. It's it's a super group. Well, so is Mad Season. But did anyone ever see that TV show? Is it is it Democracy? Yeah, <laughs> Democracy. <laughs> I have a comment, man. I my fucking notes. <laughs> The greatest fucking TV series ever fucking existed. Man, I've, I've tried to find loads of the episodes as well. It's, like, it's hard to find this. They're yeah, like, I could there's like bets and tips and things. Being with... like, yeah, rock and roll girls aren't sexy. They're just greasy. <laughs> <laughs> got, you got Ted Nugent, fucking it's Sebastian Bach, yeah. Evan oh Seinfeld God. from Biohazard, and fucking Bottom. Scott Ian from Anthrax. Yeah, and, and they just live in, a, they live in a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't recognize the name, but I know the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. John, and John Bonham's son is in there. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, he goes God. on tour the first day with Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He leaves. He, comes he just back. leaves straight away. Like. <laughs> but there's one scene where it's like. Uh, your man Evan from Biohazard is trying to show <laughs> Sean Ted Nugent, Ted Nugent <laughs> a Biohazard tune and it's just like <laughs> and then there's a way and like Ted Nugent's just sitting back there with his fucking uh, cowboy cap and he's like yeah I can do that <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't get it but he's like yeah oh I, it's so fucking good man uh, so here best, have best shows ever did they do an EP or did they do like original tunes? Like I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, no, they, they did a single. <laughs> they dropped yeah. a single. And and the, the artwork for it is like, 
<laughs> yeah, the artwork is like them on this like fake dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> like democracy is so but fucking. The best. I think one of the best things was it was like you can hear they looked on stage what they sounded like, like just five <laughs> lads from different areas of life that refused to cooperate. Yeah. <laughs> So you have like fucking Scotty oh and like maybe looking like trash kind of hardcore. Sebastian back oiled up to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> leather fucking pants. Yeah, leather pants. Uh, Ted Nugent, just Ted Nugent. That's all you're getting. And then like fucking, what's his name? John Bonham's son. Jason Bonham, was it? Yeah, yeah. he's the only he, one keeping it together. He's, he's just fucking seeing this as a gig. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think he knew their fucking names. He didn't even catch all their names. Oh, like fucking amazing. Yeah. Watch it. Savage Animal. Savage Animal. Savage Animal. I got the best name ever. Savage <laughs> Animal. Nah, it's definitely better than Democracy anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a great fucking one. I've totally forgot that. That was sure like reality TV. Yeah, oh, and none like, of them liked each other. Is. Like Sebastian back fucked the whole dynamic up. New oh, John, he was drinking wine with a bottle. Oh, like, yeah. fucking... <laughs> Rock and roll is supposed to be sexy, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one for ugly because I know what Richie's gonna snap is end. <laughs> And Who's I mean, oh, end Will Putney's band. I, Richie, I made you listen to it and you just fucking did not like it. No, I didn't. It was yeah. fucking worse than Nails. Oh, Nails, another <laughs> unbelievable band. <laughs> <laughs> I never never got on the Nails bandwagon myself. Oh, thank you, Howard. Thank you, Howard. There's one worth yeah, mentioning um, as well as a, as a bad is uh, uh, Methods of Mayhem. I don't know if anybody remembers them when oh, Tommy Lee was doing his own thing. That was like when he knew metal was he was kind of like half in oh, there. Oh, Jesus, that got, was got, wretched. Yeah. I forgot about that. Joe? Oh, um, bad. Right. Dave Mustaine's side project, MD45. Uh, yeah. MD45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Ving. I, I'd rather him on vocals than Dave Mustaine. Yeah, well, they, they did a remix of it, didn't they, in like 2005 and removed all of Lee Ving's vocals and, and got Mustaine was... to rethink it. That's the one yes, I came across. Yeah, ah, that's just shit. Total really bad, like you know, and like especially whenever I don't know, like le- like leaving in fear of always being kind of like thought of as this like cool underground or edgy kind of punk new wave band, and like Mustaine, I guess like he was a you know the pinnacle countdown to extinction, really popular, writing really good songs, yeah. and the yeah. fact that the two of them together came out with such. Totally unlistenable nonsense. Like, it's what, what year was it? 96? 90... 96. 96. I, it, I thought it was a bit earlier, 94 or something, because I know that there was one or two of the tunes on it that were originally for euthanasia, and then they ended up getting booted off or booted on or whatever, you know? Yeah. Was Risk Around the other side of that release? Was it? Uh, 99. So it was mm. no, it was in between both. I'd say '96, that I guess. But yeah, I liked your man's vocals. The vocalist of fucking fear. The it seemed on paper like a cool idea because it was like Lee Ving was going to play a harmonica and like you know sing on all these tunes and Mustaine will play something different from Megadeth riffs. But it was just like 
watered down variant of both their yeah. produce. When he starts singing himself and just erased your man's vocals, like, fuck off. Like, how, like, how did he feel? Like, like, having a lot of substance <laughs> abuse. Like, just taking these albums like Euthanasia that they spent hundreds of thousands of pounds producing and then just triggering all the drums with the worst drum samples ever. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah. And he did, well, he did it to every single Megadeth album over the cro- like course of one But didn't your man join Megadeth after that, didn't he? Jimmy DeGrasio. Yeah. Yeah. He did indeed. So he did benefit out of it, must then. Just yeah, it's a and great example of a shit fucking. Yeah, I don't think anybody benefits from MD45. <laughs> I have a real shitty one. I don't know. I'm going to class it as side project because I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know uh, Corey Taylor, CMFT, Corey motherfucking Taylor? Oh my have you heard? God. It's kind of a solo thing but it's not there's he has members and it's fucking piss mock oh my god it's like who the fuck let your dad on the internet like what the fuck is going on i haven't heard this at all is it oh it's so it's like stone sour for people that got that like when they got married danced their first song was five finger death punch do you know what i mean like oh christ (laughs) what were they called CMFT, so Corey no Mother fucking said Taylor. It. Yeah, fucking ah, all right. Yeah, I, I, I'll tag out there. <laughs> I'm just so going to read out some uh, comments there. Bulbous Gut said he saw Firebird live in Dublin. They were great. Wayne said that Firebird show in Limelight was on my birthday. It was a cracking show. So Dave Langan said, Mutoid Man. Mutoid Man. Was the most one at Finding Abandoned Ages, though it was a crack. Bad killer be killed. Yeah, I Ooh. agree with that. No, I, I don't. I don't. That. I don't. I like them. Felt like a band being dragged in a dozen directions at once without making an actual choice. Ugly, every ambient side project thrown on the band camp and immediately forgotten. Mine included. Eamon <laughs> <laughs> from Last Raider. Just wanted to thank you all for taking the time to to review the track. Thanks a million for bigging up Jeff Solos too. Been trying to convince <laughs> him for ages. He's He bigged it up himself. He fucking put his balls out and he's, he's well able to shred like that. It'll make it easier for him to do more in future. Brilliant. CMFT is one of the worst songs ever written. Corey's <laughs> rapping is absolutely horrific. Oh, it's, it's absolutely, it's like your drunk dad at a fucking birthday party being like, I'm still cool. I'm still cool. Okay, Mark Russell <laughs> says, I'm still trying to convince myself that Corey Taylor thing is a piss thing and him trolling the world. Can't get my head around it otherwise. Cool. Okay. My favorite one, there's a few of them, but Nail Bomb has to be one of the best songs ever. Who was in Neil Bomb apart from the There's Cavalier only two, or... Max and Alex from Fudge Tunnel. Fudge Tunnel, yeah. Point Max. blank, man. On fucking real. It was a huge, huge album back in the 90s. It was not like that was one Point of those. Blank, yeah, everyone fucking had it on cassette yeah. or fucking yeah. CD. Even yeah. down to the fucking cover, you mm. knew what you were getting. Even if yeah, you didn't know about cool. Nail Bomb, you picked up the it's cover. It's almost onomatopoeia, that cover. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, this is what it sounds like. <laughs> and it was, it was such a shock. And I don't think back in 1994, there was a lot of collaborations going on. And I think Max 
to his eternal credit, because I, I would be critical of him in a lot of ways as well, but to his eternal credit, he got it right with fucking Nail Bomb. Man, that was fucking class. I remember the time it came out. I mean, I was listening to bands like Prong and yeah, uh, Prong Fear Factory. Class, were, yeah. Fear Factory were just starting to kind of break through a little bit as well. And there was a sort of, and uh, Rammstein as well, actually. Yeah, there was that a sort industrial, of industrial wave yeah. of metal that started coming through and um, then Nailbomb dropped in and it was just like God flesh. It was a, it was yeah. a different shift in the dynamic altogether again. It was fucking really cool. They, mm. played, they played a couple of gigs as well, didn't they? They played Dynamo 95, I think it was. Um, That's the one to watch. Mm. That's the one to watch. It's fucking it's class. So that's yeah, cool. that great, great, great. Do you remember like around then was whenever like all those shit like Phil Anselmo bands like Superjoint Ritual and Down yeah, and stuff. Yeah, thousand side projects, yeah. Oh, I don't you, don't you say they're fucking down. Down are fucking. Oh, you fucking ass. taking the piss. They were, no, they were the would, next one. Down, down are, I wouldn't see Down as a side project at all. I mean, it's, to me, they just seem like their own entity. Yeah, well, it's his main band now. Well, no, he does blackmail stuff. No, it's Down is a side project, man. That's, that has to come into fucking side project. Yeah, no, Down is 100% a side project. Yeah. And it's fake. <laughs> it was definitely the best of all that group, anyway, for sure. Mm. Yeah, he had, like, he, the blackmail this one for a side project so good that the original band fucking were destroyed by its goodness. Brutal yeah. truth. Oh, Brutal truth. Death. Yeah, brutal truth. Nuclear assault effectively broke up after fucking Dan Liker left and went on to great things with brutal truth. Like you know, and like invented a fucking genre of music. Like that sort of that grindy stuff yeah. that they were doing was fucking way ahead of its time. You know, we were still myself and Evan were still fucking fawning over Down Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking curveball us there, you know. Um, but yeah, oh yeah. First two, the first two down releases are, are incredible. I mean, they're I yeah. have bought them there in final, and I listen to them every other fucking week, you know. Yeah. But uh, anything afterwards was the, the purple EP, and there was down tree. But like you've got corrosion of really conformity, you've got crowbar, you've got fucking Jimmy Bauer from I Hate God and Phil yeah. in, jumping in from Pantera. For fuck's sake, man! I mean. Yeah, it was always going to be something decent. Yeah, those boys were never going to release something shite nah. together anyway. Like. Nola as well, man. That's fucking class. No, yeah, Nola would be my, one of my top five by, of all time, I would reckon, you know. Joe's like ducking and dodging there. But look, Joe, that's fair enough as well. I'm going to take so, a big piss. <laughs> do you reckon that Brutal Truth was in the nuclear assault? Yeah. Interesting. Like, apparently they were doing interviews and stuff like that, or doing gigs where they were like, all of a sudden in the early 90s going on before bands like Pestilence and Morbid Angel mm-hmm. and the rest of the guys in Nuclear Assault were like, this music's fucking shit. And like, obviously, Liker could see the writing on the wall. Now, it didn't help that Nuclear Assault, kind of like a lot of those thrash bands in the early 90s, they kind of really fumbled the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. They should have made an album as good as a rise or something like that, and they just ended up something making something that made people go, you know what, let's just move on with Dan Liker to his new thing, you know. Which one was that? Was it Handle with no Handle with Care was good? It was the one after that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah out of order. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, aptly named nonsense, like you know. Yeah, <laughs> there was a band as well in uh, in in England and uh, probably maybe the late nineties. They were called Charger. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They were the no. members of Raging Speedhorn. Uh, I think it was a couple of guys from Napalm Death um, and another band of that ilk. 
and they were fucking great as well. It was like a bit like Iron Monkey, I guess, a little bit. Okay. Not, they were really, really good bands, but there was a lot of those kind of smaller bands popping out of England at the time on the on the back of the likes of Raging Speedhorn pushing forward, you know? Yeah. All these little state projects were popping up and they were really good, really good stuff. And there was one called My War, which is a, a pretty rare EP. Um, it's got members of Iron Monkey on it and Raging Speedhorn. They released the four-track EP. Is uh, it, I remember it from Dub War not uh, involved in that or is that something to do yeah, with it? Yeah, it could be. It could well be. This, this came out in... Probably '97, I would imagine, and uh, mm-hmm. it got no press, it got no reviews or anything like that. It never really took off, but it still has that four-track EP. I remember picking it up in in uh, HMV at the time. Just you know, I saw the the cover. It my war reminded me of the, the fucking Henry Rollins and Black Flag and things of like that. So I said, I'll try this out. And fuck, it was really really good. You know, it was like a really good sludge find, little four tracks of sludge. Just you know, in in a style of 1997 that was just captured in time and then put away again forever. You know. <laughs> Have any of you heard um, Iron Reagan? Yes, of course. <laughs> Iron Reagan, yeah. no. Oh, man. They're so, who is it? It's Municipal Waste. Yeah, yeah. Singer, singer and bassist from <laughs> Municipal Waste. Man, yeah. they're so fucking good. Like, they're their own. They really are their, their own thing. Like, but it's, what was it? Like, trash hardcore? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Trash hardcore, yeah. It's yeah, like it is, it's more hardcore. Like I don't think it really has that same super fast stuff that you saw in loads of municipal waste or whatever. But man, like they could have nearly went on and done their own thing. Like I think if municipal waste had stopped and Iron Reagan had just went on, people would have been like, "Yeah, it's okay. This is fine." Like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Hands with up this. in this room. How, who has seen Iron Reagan now? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> brutal assault, no. man. I saw him. I'd say it was unreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a great band, man. Great band. That's the fucking band. So kind of like, um, do you remember in the eighties, suicidal <laughs> tendencies had like a fucking had like a side project called Mercy, and it was just basically the same guys from Suicidal Tendencies, but they had a different name. What were they called, Joe? No Mercy. No, no, never mercy. came across them. I thought you were going to say brought, one of my like a, one of my picks there, which is Infectious Grooves. Yeah. Oh, Infectious Grooves. I feel like the entire, um, con- like, again, like, Mutoid Man, Converge, Cave-In, like, they're all just nearly at one stage, the same fucking rotating band yeah. members, you know what I mean? Like, uh, except the, um, the Converge, and what's her name? Is it Chelsea Wolf? the thing Chelsea Wolfe, but... Uh, I saw yeah, them live, man. Yeah, the it's fucking shit. Man, they I were absolutely amazing. I thought it was saw, fucking shit. Oh man, they did. Um, they did a, a show in uh, Roadburn in 2016, and they did like the the kind of acoustic version of it. I guess I'm not really 100 familiar with the the format, but there was the Blood Moon Converge gig, and then there was these guys kind of collaborating. So guys from Neurosis coming on stage and and different players and things like that, and it was fucking amazing. It was just. Engaging for an hour and fifteen minutes. It's really, really cool. Yeah, the first single I heard. Now they were class, man. They supported Ministry Chelsea Wolf and I listened to them on Spotify. Chelsea Wolf on her own is great, but the yeah. blood that the Chelsea Wolf and Converge thing is oh, shite. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. On their on their own, it's great. It's like you know, mixing two um 
two of your favorite foods that just shouldn't be mixed, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to Aiden Williams shouted in big, big lie. Alex Kolnick's rap tune. We've all fucking seen that. <laughs> it was fucking fast, man. Brilliant. Uh, Red Corker and best thing Max did after Sepultura Fact, which is nail bomb. Cannabis Corpse are great. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's your man from Municipal Waste as well. I mean, he's in. Oh, no, they're from Iron Regan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Regan. Regan? Whatever. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I think infectious grooves are fucking class, man. Uh, the bass playing. Bass player, Joe. Hello. Rob, <laughs> on fucking bass in that album is absolutely fucking jaw-dropping. Yep. <clears throat> he sure is. But, like, he was on Suicidal Fantasies, the one before that as well, you know, the one uh, before Lights, Camera, whatever was, it was that uh, had... Uh, how will I laugh tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. What a fucking bass player! Yeah, he's easily fucking like. But it's weird. That's the shit thing about Metallica. Like I love nowadays Metallica in a lot of respects, but like I think that since Cliff Burton died, they've just been all like, let's just turn the bass down here. And if you <laughs> yeah. like, you know, no one's allowed to have their bass sound like Geezer Butler anymore. Those days are over. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I feel your pain, Joe. What about Howard? I thought you'd have a tomahawk. Oh, yeah, I mean, but look, Mike Patton alone. I mean, if you're going to talk about side projects, there's there, there's a, a wealth of fucking information and directions and rabbit holes, you know? Talk there's, to me about uh, tomahawks since the Magnapena covered a tomahawk, son. We did, we did. Uh, God, it's a covered. Um, Brilliant. Hey, come here. A fucking amazing version of it. Thanks, Richie. <laughs> we put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> <laughs> that means you didn't fucking do a thing. <laughs> you, you'll see it live. you see it live soon because we definitely remember how to play it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, Patton, fucking, um, I wouldn't. I would not look at Tom Hawk as a side project, really. Um, I think uh, you do. He's main band for quite some time, you know. Uh, sure, man. Or the Jesus man. Lizard was in him and fucking Helmet. Yeah, that's collaboration again. I think you know. Oh, fair um, enough. As, fair enough. Okay. As an entity, I think Tom Hawk, a kind of standalone group. Um, yeah. He, I mean, he, he did stuff with Dillinger Escape Plan as well at the beginning of their journey. Just fucking amazing. Um, yep. Lovage. I would I'd maybe look at Lovage as a side project. That was fucking amazing. I forget the girl's name, but he did a, a, a collaboration with this this lady. And it's like 12 tracks of music to make love to your old lady by all like smooth jazz and <laughs> sexy undertones and <laughs> really, 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 really good listen. What's, a, what's your man Roddy from uh, Vietnam Wars class? Roddy Bottom. Uh, man love themed uh, fucking side project called. He's got, he's in Brugera as well, that fucking Mexican. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Metal. <laughs> I think that could be Lovage that, 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 that you're thinking of. Could be. Dead Crosser class as well, speaking of. Uh, Dead Cross, another cross. Yeah, yeah that would be a good yeah. shout for his uh, side project. Yeah, yeah. Dave Lombardo, Mike Patton. Who else? Your man from the Locust, who also has about five hundred other side projects. <laughs> like this is the thing. Where, like there are some people that just have fifty bands. Like Dave yeah, Cross like, is a great Dave, call. Dave Grohl would be another guy, and Phil well, Anselmo, yeah, of course. About them. This is the thing. It's like. Uh, I, what you were saying earlier, Joe, about like, is there any band that like the side project took off? First thing I thought of was like Foo Fighters, but yeah. it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't the fact that the side project because, you know, 
Probar. Would you say the same about? Would you say the same Pro, about Queens of Stone Age? Queens of Stone Age. Yeah, yeah. I think better James James Keenan, like uh, Pussifer and uh, what's that other oh, band? Perfect, perfect Circle. Perfect yeah, Circle and had, so on. I had that written down. Yeah, yeah. They, mm. but they very much became their own things as well. But, yeah, mean? I think so. Pussifer like, are fantastic. Actually, really, really enjoyed that band. Um, yeah, the I'm, biggest example of all those has to be Audio Slave. That's true. <laughs> But I did, they didn't get the rage. Like, well, is that, they, is that a, they're not on that legendary status. Like, I you know thought mean? they were Side fucking track. class, man. Audio slave. Well, music shite, they were man. class. What, Joe? The music was shite, was it not? No? Ah, fuck off, man. The first album? No fucking <laughs> way. Yeah, it reminds me of like, seeing this album go over. It's like, fucking. <laughs> Just like it's a velvet revolver. Oh Christ. Well that riff that that was, was what's the <laughs> the riff? The velvet revolver riff. Couldn't get through over here, we never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, Velvet. Well, would Audio Slave be a side project? Slash Snake Pit were pretty good. No, because like uh, Rage Against the Machine were broken up. Oh, so yeah, yeah. You can't really consider it a side project. Like a super group yeah. is whenever like a lot of people get together. Where a side project has to be like. While the band, it's because like, obviously yeah. don't do fuck all, but like you know, they were still active whenever he did Perfect Circle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Chris Cornell was still active with Soundgarden. Yeah, but worse, Soundgarden yeah. active when that started, really. Yeah, yeah really. Broke up in '97 and didn't get back together until after Audio Slave broke up. Yeah. Uh, you're so smart, Joe. He he just solo project at the time. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> pop fucking thing. The joints, you get the knowledge. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Stormtroopers of Death. Yeah. Oh, speak English or die. Speak yeah, English or die has to be one of the best fucking trash releases. Yeah, Why are you fucking shaking your head, Joe? You disagree. I'm head and like, yeah, it's you, agree and yeah, yeah. you just have your monitor sideways. Like, Jesus Christ, I thought he was knocking stormtroopers to death. I says, has he got inside information on this shit or what? It's got to have a blade on it. They're big poo-poo heads. I'm, I'm not a fan of it at all. I don't, I don't like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Of what? Stormtroopers is dead. Stormtroopers are dead. Yeah. Howard, where are you living now? Yeah. Fucking drive up there now and fucking bust <laughs> you know through your windows and Turnstile. Turnstile. I don't know if they were a side project, really, because they all have like 10 bands. Turnstile? No. Yeah. They're not. They can't. The drummer from Turnstile. No. The singer from Turnstile was in. Was the drummer in Trapped Under Ice. And they also have like other bands, but they're not great. But technically, Turnstile was a. Side project at one stage, but I mean, all they do is play music, so like nothing's a side project. Turnstile is a full time <laughs> project now, man. They're oh, it absolutely is, but they have Angel Dust as well. But Turnstile are better, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call out Kill or Be Killed because one of the boys fucking slayed them there. I thought they were class. The first album was excellent, 
So that's with Max Cavalera, Greg, out of Dillner's escape plan. And Troy Sanders out of Macedon and Ben out of Converge. The first album is excellent. There was that band Kush as well, I think they were called. uh, Deftones and um, Cypress Hill. What? Was it it Kush? Something like that. Kush? In the late 90s, they were toying with a few things. I think they did a bit of a demo. You know, it wasn't very good, apparently. I've never heard of myself. This is shit. (laughs) Yeah, it was um, Cypress Hill and Deftones in 98, 99, I guess, just when Deftones were taken off at that time. Uh, There was a few few different... And the guy from Fear Factory, um, the bass player, Christian Old... Old Bleu. Wobblies. Mr. Wobbly. Mr. Wobbly. I'm going to give a shout out to Al Jorgensen uh, with Revolting ah, yeah, Cox. Yeah. Revolting Cox, man. <laughs> Do You Think I'm Sexy has to be one of my all-time top 10 favourite singles ever. Like, Oh, the damned things. That was it. Revolting Cox, no? And have you heard no. him? You had to have heard it. Oh, yeah. Cox. I've heard of Revolting Cox. Beers, no, Stairs I... and Queers. Great album. <clears throat> I have uh, uh, parent guidance how is it on my because we are not allowed to search bad words so <laughs> Evan what the fuck you saying man because I tell you something now after fucking the nils on the podcast I will be banned off YouTube Spotify everything no idea what's coming through there Shot yeah it's only a matter of time before you get banned anyway Richie it is yeah <laughs> oh my god you've no idea <laughs> the thing that got you banned is already out there <laughs> so Evan what are you saying man you're all good um, do you know like a band that I really really wanted to get into but never could was The Damn Things which is Keith Buckley um, from Every Time I Die Scott Ian Anthrax ah. um, and who were the other lads like it just it didn't gel for <laughs> Oh, man, for fuck, let, let me get me tentacles here now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Wayne it, Donald- just, it didn't fucking, they didn't gel for me. I don't know why. Nathan Wayne Donaldson made a good suggestion there with Kingdom of Sorrow with uh, the guy from Hatebreed, Jamie Jasta, I think it was. And, um, oh, uh, Kirk, Kirk yeah. Weinstein from Crowbar. And, and they were a pretty decent band. They were very, very short lived, I'd say, but um, not a bad band. Some, yeah. Terriers. <laughs> Ter- terriers. Terriers. Yeah. There we go. Cork. Terriers. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, technically, the Magna Penis there today was a side band for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, right of in us. front of our face. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> so Lee Cummins says lock up. Nap them this. So Lockup must be um, a super group. I don't know anything about these. Yeah, uh, what do you call him? Nick Parker from uh, all these bands, Gadira and everything. That's his his sort of side project. Okay. Uh, he had his, I think he had a studio in London or something, or he was working out of one or some crap like that, and he was guesting on everything and anything at the time. Yeah, he, like he's been in everyone. Like he's fucking, he was in Testament, Nuclear Assault. Exodus mm. fucking all those bands like as well as being in every band from the 90s including Cradle of Filth and all that who is like, this who just said Joe I see him like Nicholas, Nicholas Bastard <laughs> what 
Nicholas Bastard, Nick Baker. Oh, Nick Baker. Okay, <laughs> I, was, I missed that. I love Gruesome as well because I'm a massive Det fan and Gruesome are uh, formed out of members of Exhumed, Malevolent Cre- Creation. Creation. I'm fucking drunk here. Um, <laughs> the guitarist of Possessed and the bassist with Castrator. Oh, Robin Mazin. <laughs> Shout out to Robin Mazin. Gruesome. What I love about Gruesome is they'll just uh, follow the whole path, the whole trajectory of Det and just kind yeah. of not copy, but they will reproduce. No, yeah, but like I think that's that's why they're so good is just like if you want something that sounds like Scream Bloody Gore or mm. Leprosy, there you go. Like and there that's you fucking go. hard there you to go. do, like you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wild card for you. Uh, fudge tunnel. Uh, little pig, little pig, let me in. Oh, absolute little pig, little pig. Oh, no, no, Fudge Fudge Who did the vocal? My pattern. What? Hold I on a second. What are you on about? Fudge song. Green, love oh, fudge sorry, song. Like, green, green jelly. Green jelly. Um, green jelly. Fuck's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> green jelly. Um, the little pig, little pig, let me in. Um, the vocalist on it, uh, who does? <laughs> I knew this. I was, I was... That's green jelly, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, Evan's favourite band that he's seen live. Oh, that's Maynard. It's Maynard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I knew <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I was told that, and I was like, oh. was like what? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a great one for you, Joe. British Lion. Oh, that's the Maiden guys, isn't it? Yeah, Steve Harris's um, side project. Awful. Really, really, really shit. Look, <laughs> never heard it, but I remember it being a thing. So, like, basically, like back in the 80s, it was this band called FM. Who were like So he wrote a load of songs with them and then all the M boys are still floating around and Steve Harris made an album with them and then was like, wait a minute, I don't want to fucking play in fucking the limelight or in Tibbers <laughs> because it smells like testing here. Like you know, take me back to the arena. <laughs> but loads of people that did that, like Motorhead, uh, Lemmy had a band in the nineties called Head Cat. Which was like there was a band oh, yeah. called the Blues Caps or whatever, and they played like rockabilly music. And Lemmy just kind of stood there being Lemmy, playing the bass really distorted and loud, while like these rockabilly boys were playing along beside him. <laughs> it was a laugh. Um, I'd love to see that. <laughs> Jesus, I haven't seen that one. Um, what about uh, Halford's one in the 90s? Oh, uh, what was that again? That was fucking on the Nine Inch Nails existing. Like, that was like, it, it, it was a symbol and a number, wasn't it? Yeah, Two. 820 or is it fucking... What Two. was it? Two. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> really, really shit. Like, the good, the bad, the and the like, like, musicians that you fucking, you love come out with music that you're like, wait a minute. I thought that you were like a genius, and that appears that like, you're definitely not. <laughs> you just happen to get lucky, like. <laughs> yeah. Something to do with being on Columbia Records made everything okay. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ev, you surely have another one or two. Come on. Yeah, this one though was like, <laughs> do you know? I just couldn't get it over my head. But do you know the band The Bronx? No. Well, they're class, but they have a side project of themselves <laughs> called Mari. Uh, what is it? It's like a Marriott 
mariachi mar- a mariachi band yeah no but it's like mariachi el bronx they just from what i know they actually just do <laughs> bronx songs as a mariachi band that's a class it, i think it's fucking excellent like they're, we, were, they're, we were gonna do that years ago and make like an album called gamma barn where we were just gonna have like acoustic guitars and like have bales of hay on stage instead of <laughs> you know, have normal drums but give the drummer brushes like, yeah. be, like jesus just christ just keep rapping it until you make sticks over. Like, <laughs> there's, an, there's an Irish band worth mentioning, really. I suppose uh, seven and a half tons of beers. Maybe they, you know, oh, they're, maybe they're unreal. considered a, yeah. a side yeah. project. Yeah, you know, um, they're fucking just love that band. You know, yeah, absolute heft merchants. Just heavy, heavy, heavy. Let's have a million breakdowns <laughs> and slow them down. And, they're and just dying commit, to commit to the fucking the directive. Like, slow it down and keep slowing it down more. <laughs> They'll catch up. <laughs> Scream harder on this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. But yeah, yeah, as I watch you from afar, I guess would be the 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 parent the parent band. <laughs> the pa- that's the, yeah yeah the parent <laughs> band. Of that. It's what's his name? Old oh, Andrew is it? Um, he does sound in Voodoo. He's in that as well. Yes, he? he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blaine is the. Gacy's Treads was the other band, um, oh, or hardcore Gacy's band, and friends. they were a great band actually. They were very, very they much in the vein of Worn Out and Baylor. Yeah, um, absolutely, man. Loves Gacy's Treads. They're a fucking band that worked really fucking hard. They yeah, really they, did. It, they were around like the Hero and Error time as well, like the mm. or like. Do you Are they still going? No, 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 no. no. It was MySpace time. Like, do you remember okay. like uh, Twenty Three as well? They were another sick man. Or 20 mm. Bulls each, even. They were fucking great hardcore band from back in the day. Uh, who else? Oh, man. We should actually do a full podcast on, like, MySpace era. Let's do a MySpace band. podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. It's 100%. about time we should. Yeah, talk, talk about, about what your favourite fucking theme music was. Do you remember, like, the, the, the choices were so limited? You had to be, like, Jurassic Park <laughs> theme song or X-Files theme song or, like, what would it be? fully understand why Facebook and Instagram all have the same just block color everything's this because when they let us do whatever we wanted oh yeah you got the codes to the, oh, to the when I figured to the out background of the fucking website like yeah, hey, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted with a little bit of knowledge and it was insane just figuring things out and people had fucking yeah. glitter everywhere and had like three oh, different if you clicked on the button the fucking thing exploded you know you're one on the bubbles where she just keeps falling like <laughs> sit and play that for hours on my own website like <laughs> oh, it was all aboard the MySpace train follow me and you oh, get 100,000 followers and- yeah <laughs> okay so I'm gonna end the actual YouTube and audio the evidence, your, your, the evidence so we're going to continue on Facebook right we're going to continue on Facebook but uh, thanks to Joe Howard and Evan for joining us on the third year anniversary of the Metal Cell podcast God bless the show God bless to everyone especially me and thanks and to you Richie thank you to fucking for the last three years um, in fairness to you man it's been a bit of an injection of life into everybody that's Perfect been fun fucking times that it's been it's been 100%. a lot of fun 100% I hope we see another three years over celebrating 10 years and 7 years time 
Ed will be steering the fucking Starship Enterprise <laughs> at that stage. I will be as fucking, what's his name, just, Alan from Primordial. I just Primordial. want David to visit me in the old folks home, you know. In, in, my, in my flip flops and, <laughs> as Joe said, Bring in my walk, suit. <laughs> yeah, after I take over, I'll do like a Where Are They Now episode on me. <laughs> <laughs> now that the groundwork was done by these people, I get to revel. <laughs> <laughs> 